0: Welcome back to another nostalgic trip down 90s memory lane. For part three of my Goosebumps screen and read-a-thon, Mandy and Spencer from the Aim for Midnight Podcast and I will be chatting about the Phantom of the Auditorium. Also, to keep in with the Goosebumps theme this month, I'll be featuring spooky stories and Halloween memories that were sent in for the Listener's Corner segment. If this is your first time listening to Everything 90s, my name is Shalina. I'm a 90s baby, a lover of all things 90s, and I created this show to connect and reminisce with other folks who grew up in this wonderful decade. You can connect with me on Instagram at Everything 90s Podcast, or you can leave me a voice memo at memo.fm slash Everything 90s Podcast. Along the way, if you become a fan of the show, consider joining the Everything 90s Fan Club. At patreon.com slash everything nineties podcast. So I'll start off with asking you both. What is your connection with Goosebumps, either the book that we're going to be talking about or the the series in general?
1: Um, I think for me, Goosebumps started like back in all the way back to third grade, <laughs> which is like a really long time ago, if you really sit and think about it. But um, Let's not do that. We, <laughs> right? We not. used to have like <laughs> book fairs at school like, they would have, like, the Scholastic book fairs, so every time one would come by, I would, like, pick up a different book, and I think I picked up a few Goosebumps books. Um, The one, the Say Cheese and Die one, I can vaguely remember was probably my first one, and then, like, from there, I was like, ooh, I like these, so I just continued on to buy a few more, so... That's kind of how I started. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I mean, I, I would have to join with her on that. Um, I loved when our schools would have book fairs. So I, I don't know if all the generations have been able to experience that up until like your children, Mandy, but like the book fairs were bomb.com. That's a big mm-hmm. part of the 90s were those awesome little pop-up stands as they were. But um, for me, when it comes to Goosebumps, I actually remember my public library having a really huge feature Um, and it was like all cardboard and stuff but it was like the slime and the dripping down and just like this huge spread of all the books (laughs) and um but I did read the very first one I remember that and I just forgot the name of it no I looked at it earlier
0: oh well I'm sure you know that is it welcome to
2: you know, dead house. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was something like that. It's house. the, yeah, it's like the purpley blue mansion y weird house. Like that's what it was. I remember getting oh, that one and the one about the boy that turned into a dog.
1: <gasps> okay.
2: No. I revisited that
1: one a lot. <laughs> yeah. I liked that one. Nice. So. Um, but the one that we're talking about today, the phantom of the auditorium, that was mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorites back then, but going back to it more recently, I was like, what is happening? <laughs>
0: <laughs> was I was <laughs> I was underwhelmed with the ending. Slightly. Yeah, same. Slightly. <laughs> but that's okay. I know it's, it's, it's for it kids. kind of like that's
1: that's it. <laughs> there mm-hmm. was like that's it. He's like, I got to play my part. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have like I'm
2: uh, my mom always said I was born 32. So at this point in my 30s, I, I'm like 60, 70 years old and I'm just cantankerous about a lot of stuff. Because like, can I be for real? It like it's ridiculous. That story is crazy insane. <laughs> like that's insane. I can't wait till we talk about the, the the episode versus the book, yes. like that episode is crazy insane. <laughs> I don't yeah. really want to offend anybody or get canceled for using those words.
0: Hopefully not. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Did you? So,
2: what about you, girl? For like, me, what, what? How did you? Yeah. How did you come to choose this one? Like, if for because I'm assuming, like, with the series what what made this one stand out to you that you wanted us or just in general that you wanted to explore it?
0: Great question. For me, funny story. I actually did not grow up watching or reading Goosebumps. Um, The only episode I remember watching as a kid was The Haunted Mask, uh, which I mentioned Mm -hmm. in my previous episodes. Um, But I was like in brainstorming ideas for october what to do with the podcast for october i'm like oh goosebumps seems like it would be a good topic i feel like a lot of kids uh read the book watched the show um and this seems like a there seems to be a big community so i'm like i'll just bring it to my podcast and see how it goes and give it a try like
2: you're you're doing a really good job with the way that you are distributing the type of content that you're putting out there. Cause you touch upon a little bit of everything. Thank you. So, I mean, I think that's impressive because you're, you're one woman doing it all by yourself. And <laughs> right. I know, I'm very I impressed wonder. with that. <laughs>
0: thank because you so
2: much. there's two of us and we've been having so many issues. It's not right.
0: <laughs>
2: it's not right. So you're doing a really yeah. good job. Like you're Aww, very inspiring you, that you do this. And I mean, you do it very well.
0: Oh, <laughs> Don't make me cry now. Gosh. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. No, I don't mean to do that. I was just saying, Shut though, up. it is impressive because um, I I figure, like, I, I consider Manny to be a very intelligent woman. And I'm not too shabby myself. But the issues that we have with technology is just somebody is playing a trick on us somewhere. Like, we are oh. punked every time we try to film an episode. <laughs> it's insanity.
0: Oh, oh sorry. no. Well, yeah, speaking sorry, of. Go ahead, girl. Oh, no, 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 no worries. If you ever need help, let me know.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> note to self.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I, I just thought it'd be a cool series to bring on the podcast and talk about mm-hmm. and then watching it and reading it as an adult. Obviously, I'm more like, not really critical, but I'm like, I don't, I'm kind of like, oh, uh, Okay, like, I wish it was a a bit more better, like, I wish there was more better character development, blah, 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 but I'm like, okay, it's a kid's book, so just relax, Shalina, but I I did like this story, and I did like the Haunted Mask story out of all the Mm -hmm. books I've read so far, so, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Haunted Mask one kind of traumatized me, I'll give them that. (laughs)
2: I don't recall that one.
1: You know, it's like the mask gets stuck on their face, right? For yeah, the, the more he puts it on, the like harder no. it is for him to take it off. No, that stuff <laughs> yeah. freaks me out. Absolutely not. He no. becomes like one with the mask. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's actually a girl, Carly Beth.
1: Oh yeah, girl. It was a girl. I thought in, was in the show. Was it a boy or was it a girl? It was a girl in the show. Yeah. You know, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Rewatch it it's great i know was there one where like the mask kind of
2: looked like melding cheese and i'm being serious like because i was looking at a lot of goosebumps stuff but is that the one you guys are talking about it looked like the mask was melding kind of looked like melding
0: cheese maybe that's a different one
2: (laughs) i don't know because like there is um there's an interesting documentary on goosebumps on like how that was how it came about on YouTube right now and all about oh. RL Stein. I was actually really surprised by a lot of the stuff I learned today oh, wow. and that's why I was like,
0: dang. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I need to I need to find that one.
2: I know, thank you YouTube. <laughs> but for me like I didn't read the series and I also just like I said I read a couple of them. Um I remember really wanting to watch the series like when it became a tv show Mm -hmm. but for some reason i just like gravitated towards nickelodeon and i'm married to are you afraid of the dark so
0: okay that's one i need to check out
2: Oh, girl, girl. Okay, if you do oh. that and you want to talk about it, I will gladly come back because that is like one of my all-time favorite series. Like, Not a single year has gone by where I, I don't watch an episode yearly.
1: <laughs> I feel like the Are You Afraid of the Dark intro is more scarier than the Goosebumps intro. Oh, yeah. Intro. It's mm-hmm. iconic. It is iconic. I
2: agree. And unfortunately, I, what what surprised me when I looked into the documentary about Goosebumps is that- it has such a rich history, and the success was insane. That is like still to this day, it is the best and highest-grossing um, children's book series ever sold, which is wow. crazy. And yet uh, the production I felt that they put into the episodes that I have watched and seen were so low budget and very cheesy.
0: That very, could be because it's, that could be because it's Canadian.
2: I, I don't know. Yeah i don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, all of it was filmed in toronto it, well in canada so i'm not sure which cities but
2: was nickelodeon originally in Canada? not nickelodeon they? just the so show in florida
0: uh, I we didn't I have nickelodeon you. we had that it's like if you had satellite um mm-hmm. but we watched goosebumps and are, are you afraid of the dark on ytv That was our station. I
2: saw that was mentioned in um, the documentary that uh, Goosebumps was YTV's highest, like just most profitable TV series, like in that slot. So that's cool. I didn't know that. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for any listeners that have, that are not familiar with Phantom of the Auditorium, which is the book um, and the the episode that we are going to be talking about it follows uh, two best friends named Brooke and Zeke they are the star of their school play the phantom um which is said to be cursed so legend there's like a legend behind it that 70 years ago at their school a student who played the part of the phantom disappeared the night of the show and since then the school banned the um, banned the play um, since the disappearance of this student Um, and there's also rumor that the phantom so the student that disappeared became a phantom and now haunts the school Mm -hmm. so as Brooke and Zeke and their their cast member and their cast are practicing the play they noticed strange things are happening so that's basically the synopsis so we'll we're gonna dive in give give you our review so let's start off with our initial thoughts uh either watching or reading the auditorium what were your initial reactions
1: oh <laughs> um let's see for my for reading it i prefer the book over the actual episode I just feel like they gave them more character development in the book versus in the episode. Like, I feel like they were more, um, I don't know, they just had more personality in the book than I feel like the episode was rushed, which I understand since it's like a 20 minute episode, but still, I was like, come on, give me like a little bit more (laughs) like background
0: to these people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have to agree with her. I agree with that. Yeah.
2: But I would agree with her on that. Um, I, I wasn't able to find the copy online. I thought that I could. I really had like, I had faith that I was going to be able to find it and read it online, but I wasn't able to. But um, when I read about the episode, even the, like the wiki information about that specific episode told you that there was a lot more to the characters that the book explored versus the episode. So I know without even cracking it open that the book has to be like over the top, way better than the episode because the episode was crap. I have opinions (laughs) about that. I have opinions about that episode. (laughs) I do.
0: Yeah, I agree with both of you.
2: Um, I was just going to say, I was like a theater kid in school, um, where we had, uh, you know, after school rehearsals, and um, staying late. And the thing is, it's like, there were always teachers there. There were always people there in the building. And I guess, as an adult, you really do lose the naive innocence of childhood where you see kids running around without adults and you're like, that's cool because you're a kid. But as an adult, I'm like, where's their parents? Where's the teacher? Mm -hmm. Why don't they have lights on? Why don't they have that door locked? Like what is going on? So, but yeah, I did. It did appeal to me because I was a theater kid and it it was very interesting. And I I feel like um, the episode just really cheated the story. It just did not Mm. showcase what what I saw the story was actually about in researching it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I feel like Brian got slighted a lot in the actual mm-hmm. episode and versus the book, since Brian was like mm. the main kind of—he wasn't really the main character, but he was like a really important character, obviously. <laughs> but I feel like he just got. Yeah, I feel slighted bad for Z in the. <laughs> You would feel bad for a stink.
2: <laughs> I did. Okay. In the show, the kid gets knocked out. He gets hit upside the head. And in the book, he gets knocked oh, yeah. unconscious. But in the episode, he's straight like, Oh, what happened to me? And nobody cares. This little boy's laying there like, Oh, I just woke up. And they're like, "Seek, I'm Like, stop. Just stop.
0: That's true. Oh, Looking back. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Should have paid more attention. He could Miss, have been was bleeding. Was Walker, the name? <laughs> no. Or, or wait,
2: was it her name? Or was it her that went over Ms. to him? The it teacher,
0: like, she should have paid more attention to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was, like, on him this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah like she was
2: straight like that wouldn't have flown in today's world like she would have just been bullying him I mean and I felt like she was super sarcastic okay there was a part because I've watched this episode over and over again like we watched it last week together and talked about it but like I've watched it several times this morning and I've just been roasting the shit out of it so I apologize (laughs) to you and your listeners but um after Miss Walker accuses Zeke of doing all these things and kicks him out of the play, when when they find out that he's innocent, he's like, "Does this mean I'm back in the play?" And the teacher literally goes, "I guess it does." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Is she serious?" <laughs> like, is she mad at him? It just I don't know, it triggered me. Oh. It took me back to my bizarre a play teacher that I had some of them are really artsy and out there like that like kind of like a Miss Frizzle characteristics Mm -hmm. thing
0: yeah I was while reading uh this story and even watching um the tv show episode I was thinking like at the beginning when I think the character is Tina when she's telling the kids about how the play is um cursed and the teacher in the book she also continues on with the story and whatnot at that point like if i was in that class i'd be like okay i'm out i'm out really? <laughs> <Tell me> out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> for real both of you are just like yeah. no yeah the kid okay. disappeared
2: when he did this play <laughs> well, I mean, that is my biggest problem that is my biggest complaint with the story whether it's the book or it's the show, is that 72 years ago, a kid fell down a trap door and they never found him. There was a point that we're supposed to believe that authorities were like, he's not coming back, so we should just get back to class. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, how did that happen? And in the episode, she acknowledges that they built that trap door specifically for the play when they built the school. Nobody has a yeah. problem with the fact that this like <laughs> magical door sucked a kid into another dimension and which we find out was his death but his body was never recovered. I have
0: questions.
2: <laughs> Just
0: have right. questions. That's what I'm I saying. Told you girl,
2: I've been roasting it I all am... morning.
0: I was also um like while reading the story I was also suspicious of the teacher, Miss Walker because she she knows about the story the legend yet she's um, allowing her kids her students to put on this play. She also mentions that the school destroyed the scripts of the play since the kid disappeared, and that one script was locked away in a vault. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this teacher is yes, suspicious. Do <laughs> I don't trust it.
1: I don't trust her. That is that's very sad. <laughs> that is very sus. I was actually but, yeah. suspicious of Tina at one point. Mm. Tina yes. is a mood. Tina was very sus. Like, <laughs> Yeah.
2: The moment that poor child opened her mouth, I was like, shut up, Tina. <laughs> like, just stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she no. Was just such a, she was being so aggressive towards Brooke. Like, when yeah. she told her, she was like, break his leg. I was like, oh, damn.
1: Like, you need a hug. <laughs> like, I, I thought she was suspicious because I was like, she, see, that was the difference between the book and the episode was that Miss Walker was originally the one that told the story about um, the Phantom of the Auditorium. But in the cool. episode, it was Tina. And then throughout the book, Tina's like really pissed off because she wanted to be like the lead. So I was like, is this chick like sabotaging the play on purpose so she could be the lead that was just my thought process well
2: and that was a missed opportunity in that episode because they could have made us far more suspicious of her instead they just basically threw her in there to be a little brat to just instigate people that's all she did was be jealous and instigate that was it but I mean that does sound more interesting that Um, to have the teacher I think would have made Miss Walker appear less like flighty and detached from reality. If she would have been the one to share the story, it would have given her a little Mm -hmm. bit more credibility as one of the actual adults in that particular episode. But she just like, she was like totally goofy about everything (laughs) and not at all concerned that like, (laughs) a child disappeared down the well of nothingness and they never found his body. I don't understand that. Exactly. And I also don't understand. I don't understand that this was to be his greatest moment. Like, do you remember that scene?
0: <laughs> th- yeah, like when he's awesome. on stage yeah. at the
2: end, why, why was that going to be his greatest moment in life? Why? And why was he able know, to maybe move at on? that age. I don't. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. His greatest moment.
2: <laughs> I mean, that kid went all out with that voice. And he was cute for the time. Listen, I got to say, he totally gave me like old school Howie D vibes from the Baxter Boys. <laughs> oh, <Stop.
1: laughs> no. He does. That's he funny. totally does. That's funny you say that because I totally got that vibe too. <laughs> no
0: oh wow
1: yes we'll
0: have and to post that brian. to
2: advertise That's your funny. episode we'll have to show that yeah right yeah. brian colston <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why brooke wasn't all up God. on him like he was cute i would have been like oh. <laughs> hi well like i mean where's your locker what's your number <laughs> What lunch are you on? I'm like, let's, let's get to know him a little bit better. But she was just like, you can join production. I did love her red coat. <laughs> if you want to talk fashion, I want mm. that red coat. I love that little jacket she wore on the stage.
0: Yeah, it was, it a it was cute. It's a
2: jacket. Very cool. Very 90s.
0: Yeah. I was going to mention something about Tina. Um, <laughs> I forget now.
1: Tina was a schemer.
0: When... Oh, she um, the
1: actress. Sorry,
0: the yes, the actress. She's in um Phantom of the Cinema. Yes, what's it called? That Disney Channel movie.
2: And uh, yeah, she went on to be in another production of it.
0: Yeah, I think of, it's called, like a variation
2: of the Phantom. Yeah, of the opera.
0: Yeah, let me see if I could quickly search the name of the the movie. I think it's called Phantom of the Cineplex or I oh uh, Sounds familiar. Is it Cineplex? Oh know, megaplex. I, I
2: finally... Megaplex. That's right. Yeah. Came out I can in see actually the little the font that they had that in when I read that earlier. I can see that yes. now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She went on to be in another version of it. She's really into phantoms.
0: <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Tina has a kink. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I cannot.
2: Oh, gosh. I also think it was kind of, um, I don't know if I want to say risky, um, but I think it was a bit of a, a gamble for writers to try and um, repurpose the story of the Phantom of the Opera for children. And I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's, no, I can't. That's a crappy way to do it. I think they could have done better. <laughs> I was going to try and give them credit and be like, they did good. And I I think they could have done better. I just think that all the characters were cheated.
0: One thing I didn't like was in the book. See, I've never seen or read The, fan- the Phantom um, or seen The Phantom of the Opera but in the, in the book, it like spells out the whole plot. I'm like, oh, thanks. I wanted to actually <laughs> read it for yeah. myself. <laughs> but in the book, it's like, the Phantom is about this and this and this and this. And it spells out the whole story for you. So I was just like, okay, thanks for spoiling it for me.
2: <laughs> Did you find any me. of it scary? The book? No, I mean, I'm being serious. Yeah, in general. Um, one, did you find any of it a moment where you were like that's actually pretty scary?
0: So I I haven't seen or is sorry, Phantom of the Opera is a play? Or mm-hmm. is that a and yeah. then the Phantom is the book? Or no? Or is it all a play?
2: Sorry. Um it, it it originally was a play.
0: Oh okay, okay. See a I mine Oh musical. Okay, okay. I've never seen it. No. Yeah. I've never seen. Oh, it. Oh,
2: girl, you need to. <laughs> yeah, it's got some. It's got some fun jams in it. The, okay. Actually, just the song "The Phantom of the Opera" is incredible. I love okay. that one.
0: Okay, With I have the, some work to do.
2: Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum doing the vocals oh. for it. Very, okay. very impressive. Nice. But because of that, I just feel like um, the original story, "The Phantom of the Opera." Um, showcased a rivalry between two men that, you know, were in love with this girl. So I don't know. Um, hmm. Am I wrong? Mandy was the Phantom of the opera, not a play first.
1: I have to Google. Girl, so I don't I'm not concerned, <laughs> but I do <laughs> see the the parallels of Phantom of the Auditorium to um, Phantom of the Opera because you have a girl, and then you have those two guys, Brian and Zeke. However, neither one of them really seemed to be pining over Brooke. <laughs> yeah, <they didn't... laughs> she was like, she was kind of like in the book. You can tell that she's. Like acknowledges that Brian is cute, and that just makes me feel bad for Zeke because I'm like she like officially friend zoned him.
2: <laughs> but it she she mentions at the beginning originally a novel. Oh, it's originally a novel, 1910, and then it ended up becoming a stage play. So I don't okay.
0: know, maybe I got homework I had no idea. to do, girl. <laughs> Part two, join us next year when we reveal the cat yeah. <laughs> Right?
1: <laughs> the of the
2: opera. Next year, unfold the layers of it. The plot thickens.
0: Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about... What do you call them? I want to call them tricks. Not tricks. What's the word I'm looking for? Pranks. Pranks. Yes, thank you. <laughs> These pranks... <laughs> Uh, so-called pranks mm-hmm. that happen during their rehearsal. So the first one they noticed that, I think the first one was when Brooke finds a note in her locker that says, stay away from my home sweet home and a mask. So first she mm-hmm. thinks it's Zeke, and then Zeke's like, no, that wasn't me. Um, again, like, if I was a student in this class, I'd be gone. Like... <laughs> part of of this
2: play (laughs) well and I mean especially like if we consider the time period too you know if if that if that was something that happened back in the 90s and I was a kid at that time I would be really freaked out about that but nowadays that happened to today's generation they'd be like oh I wonder if I can catch this for TikTok I'll go viral like you know (laughs) what I mean they would so all true. be descending into that that trap door, like, <laughs> trying to find the body. Like, it would be crazy.
0: <laughs> IG Live.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Brian gosh. Coulson. Are you here with us? <laughs> like, they'd have oh a, the whole production. The whole production. That's crazy. But there, yes, that was the first prank that they showcased. And... I mean, in the show, Brooke didn't seem to be too scared by those things. She seemed very dismissive of it all. She'd be like, ah, <sighs>
0: like, <Yeah.
2: laughs> you know what I mean? And really, I'd be like, ah, mom, dad, like, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> like,
1: I wouldn't just be like, oh, Zeke, poor Zeke. I don't know. I felt bad for him because nobody believed him <laughs> every time yeah. he would be like, it wasn't me. She's like, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. He got picked on a
2: lot. Like, Miss Walker snapped at him. He got knocked unconscious. Nobody cared. <laughs> like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> just for is... I don't know why that part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send him, like, I'm going to make a little clip of it to advertise this ep- where he's like what's going on and then it'll be like this episode (laughs) (laughs) love it (sighs) and then the next one was that with the paint that came down the door was that the second one The, the door the second prank like where the door was painted
0: I'm trying to remember now was it, it like door
1: flat. was it or was it the stage prop I think it was different
0: in the oh book. yeah 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 the I do remember the door the door was a stage the door was a prop in the book I think mm-hmm. it was something else I can't remember
1: like a backdrop yeah like a in the book. backdrop
0: yeah mm-hmm. but I do I do remember the the door that you're talking about.
2: I feel like the book, I'm sure, showed more of the production, like of the kids trying to get things together, which probably made it more of an intimate setting, like they were building or cleaning and working towards having this set. That's what I would assume.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know if the
2: book explored that or not.
0: Yes. So in the book, uh, the second prank or warning uh, from the Phantom is – Like, their backdrop gets painted over, vandalized with red paint. And then Mrs. Walker thinks it's Brooke and Zeke and Brian who did it because... Okay, this was Okay, let me rewind a bit. So, Zeke is trying to clear his name, right? So then, at nighttime, Zeke, Brooke, and Brian go to the school to try to find this phantom. And, like, capture and, like, clear his name. So that's when they see that their backdrop is vandalized. Then Mrs. Walker walks in and's like, oh, my gosh, why would you guys do that to the backdrop? And they're like, it's not us. It's the Phantom. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like. And she's I like, was- sure,
1: Jan.
2: <laughs> and yet she was the one that told the story in the book, you guys said.
0: Yes. hmm. <laughs> but
2: she doesn't believe them,
0: right? Right.
2: <laughs> what the heck is this insanity? <laughs> so this is an episode meant to give children like therapy issues. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> Adults don't believe you.
0: <laughs> That's a classic theme in all Goosebumps books.
2: And are you afraid? Well, in in spooky stories in general, people don't ever yeah. believe them.
0: Yeah. Um, so when she catches them, she's like, she, she mentions that she went back to the school to pick up some math tests that she forgot to bring home with her. But I'm like, why are you going back to school at nighttime to get math tests that you forgot (laughs) at this time? I'm like suspicious of her. I'm like, Hmm. (laughs) Another red flag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, oh, this was before apps. Miss Walker, you know, couldn't hop on and talk to any guys. So she wanted to go get a math <laughs> test and practice that night.
1: You know, <laughs> oh my, so exciting. <laughs> yeah.
0: So at that point, she she then kicks Zeke out of the play.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. brutal in the episode. Like mm-hmm. it's she's just and he's like, I wasn't even here. I was at the dentist. I asked my dad, and she's like.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> but, and then he like, they like made him go to his locker and that's where they found all the paint and stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, it was probably Tina. She framed him. <laughs> <laughs> Tina.
2: I was surprised Tina. because like I said... They really only had her in that episode as an antagonizer that just came over to be like, "Eh, break a leg. Eh, It's the phantom. Eh." (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, if I can say, um, another bizarre character is Emile. Yes. Yeah. What a creeper. (laughs) What a creeper. (laughs) Like, I don't understand The stay away from my home sweet home in one child's locker.
0: With the mask.
2: Like he could have, he could yeah, he could. Why did he have to be Emil? I can't. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Mandy, what
0: are your thoughts on Emil?
1: I'm like... Yeah, he was really bizarre. Like I wonder like how are you living down there this whole time? <laughs> like he had like his own little crib down there and he's just hanging out. <laughs> and then is he the one that actually dresses up as the phantom in the I have beginning that to kind too. of like scare them?
2: That's what I-, I, I wondered thought. that. That's what I thought in the episode. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know um they said I, I read that in the book, they when the kids are down there like exploring his his lair, his little house. There was like a fresh bowl of cereal that was just poured, <laughs> so they're like, ah. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought that was very random, but so nineties. Like, I just to read about that scene. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, of course cereal of course <laughs> like the kids are like he's coming back because he's that's gonna get soggy you know he's coming right back <laughs> oh my god it was just funny yeah.
0: yeah Emil's character i i had that same question of like was he did he also dress up as a phantom or was that brian at the beginning because mm-hmm. in the book and mm-hmm. also in the tv show when Zeke is, I think Zeke's at his dentist appointment or something. Um, the phantom like comes down from the the catwalk and slides onto the stage. And then he kind of like roughs mm-hmm. up Brooke and says like, oh. I don't know. I forget what he says. Do you remember that part? I'm like, is that Brian or was is that, that Emil? I feel
1: like it was Emil.
2: Like, I, because I, I feel like I don't think they did a very good job of actually explaining that. Um, because, uh, like, some questions I have for Emil is, okay, so he's a homeless man, but how did he happen upon the school? And how long has he been there? And how did he get away with this? And how was it that the ghost was cool with sharing his environment down there. Like why didn't the ghost respond to any of that stuff? (laughs) Well, but I'm being serious. (laughs) I'm just saying like if, if that thing, if the trap door had been closed and nobody was supposed to mess with it, I'm just saying his body went down there. So, and it never came back. Why? So Mm. how did the home, like how, how does everybody else get to come in and out of that trap door. Mm-hmm. I really think that's that's an actual legit question.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> that
2: science needs to answer.
0: To answer your question about like how long and how he got there, how long he was there, uh, in the book, Email, what's his name? Email, right? Email? Mm-hmm. I, email. I think so, yeah. Email, email. Yeah. yeah. He said that when he was a kid, his father used to work in the schools. And then when he lost his apartment... He just decided to live in the school. He knew about the trapdoor. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what it said in the book. In the book, yeah, he yeah. reveals, um, and because <sighs> they think they think he's the phantom. In the book, they think he's the phantom. Um, I thought
2: he was when I first watched the episode. I was like, Sam. there he is.
0: Yeah, but I
2: did think that that Brian was a ghost of some sort at the very beginning because. Almost every other episode with new kids coming to schools on those 90s shows, they were never happy to come in the middle of a season and have to be a part of a team or a play. And this kid was like, man, I'm so sad that I I missed my opportunity. And I was like, you're cute. You're Howie D cute, but I don't believe you. You're suspicious
0: yeah yeah the that part of the show I was suspicious of him too um but yeah, in the book uh they think he's a fan they think emails a, the phantom, but then when they they ask him questions about the phantom, he's like, what phantom what are you talking about? so it's so he appears to be like very clueless about the play and everything. so then I'm like, oh, so maybe this was, was it Brian that? pretend to be the phantom when zeke wasn't there?
1: Brian was the best actor in the whole, <laughs> in the <laughs> whole like book cuz he, he played it off oh. so well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah.
2: I just still think it's strange. I just want to know what his motivation was. And was that the end of him appearing? Is that chapter his- safe now? It was his unfinished business. Thank you, Casper, for teaching us all.
0: (laughs) I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. We're going to take a quick break to listen to a Halloween memory that was sent in by Jenny. So Jenny said, Halloween has always been, without a doubt, my favorite holiday. The promise of a mountain of gifts at Christmas or chocolate eggs at Easter could not top the opportunity to dress up as someone completely different if only for a night. I loved telling my mom my ideas for costumes and she would help me find the right costume. If the store didn't have it, we made it. I love that Halloween gives kids a chance to express themselves creatively and enjoy a good scare. Watching Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark was a weekly ritual for me where I could enjoy spooky stories the rest of the year. I would turn off all the lights and sit under a blanket and watch by myself. I still love dressing up for Halloween. I can't sew for the life of me. I am hoping to someday change that. But I have become handy with a glue gun and can expertly navigate any value village to find what I need. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jenny, for sending in your Halloween memory. If there's anyone out there that would like to share a Halloween memory from their childhood or a spooky story, you could send it to me on Instagram. My handle is at Everything 90s Podcast, or you could send in a voice memo at memo.fm/slash Everything 90s Podcast. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
2: It was a strange story to tell, uh, to weave for children. And I feel like it was a missed opportunity to actually be scary or to actually be mysterious. I, I just felt, and I believe that I would have had the same mindset in the nineties. Cause I've always been a little brat about stuff like that. I've, I've always just been like, where are the adults? Like, even when I was a child, I was like, where are the adults? <laughs> like, we need supervision. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I just feel like it was a missed opportunity to tell a story and have it be spooky. Um, because like, it was creepy at night being younger and whether it was, um, being in plays at school or, being in plays that were at a a, a building, an old Victorian building, very creepy stuff at night. Like that is very spooky. And it was just a missed opportunity because like backstage there were old props, you know, really old and like vintage looking that just have a natural like spooky look from anything that is 20, 30 years old, sitting around with dust on it. You're gonna be like, that looks creepy. but in the episode they did nothing but really overuse fog machines and blue <laughs> strobe lights <laughs> and i i I didn't understand why none of the kids were like where's this mysterious fog coming from <laughs> like they're standing on the stage or they go underneath the stage and all of a sudden fog and, Ro- and nobody's like oh, this is scary. They're just like standing there. It was very strange to me. I wanted it to stop the moment it started. (laughs) It all started with Tina and the way she delivered the story. I was like, this biatch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horrible person.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah, for me, I think... Like, I didn't see the purpose. I think it would have been, I think the story would have been more scary if email, I keep messing up his name. Is it email? Email? I
2: I think that's it. Email. Email. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, If email was out of the story, like if, if Brian was the Mm -hmm. one that was behind all the pranks, I feel like it would have been more scarier.
2: I agree or even if they didn't mm-hmm. clear up who was responsible mm.
0: yeah Because at mean, the they ending, could
2: have walked away from it in that way you still would have been like
0: <laughs> yeah at, at the ending when um, like Brooke and Zeke look through the old yearbook and see oh Brian Brian that's the same Brian that was the phantom 70 years ago like that was kind of that was kind of scary like <laughs> Yeah, but and they have no reaction to
2: it. They none. were just kind of like, oh, oh, huh. like, <laughs> I would have really been freaking yeah. out because I thought he was cute. So like <laughs> 10 year old me would would been trying to get with that. And <laughs> he's not even on my level. Like he's not even on my plane. So... <laughs> <laughs> That was gosh. why I went to theater to meet those theater boys. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Since since both of you are into fan fiction, how would you rewi- rewrite this story? Putting you on the spot here.
1: Oh, God, oh no. Really don't question. don't even get us started. <laughs> that's fun don't though. That's fair. a fun question. <sighs> <laughs> She's going into character. She's yeah. channeling. I want to do
2: more with Zeke. Like, I really liked him. I like that nobody believed him, um, but I want him to care more about it. <laughs> so um, I think I think really you had a, a great concept. The, the janitor isn't necessary. We don't need him. We don't need mm-hmm. him. And also – I, I do want to acknowledge I thought the janitor that tells the kids there is no night janitor was a total butthead about it. Like he was he was like <laughs> there is no night janitor like <laughs> who hired these people at the school? Like he was so creepy about that. He was the scariest thing in that episode was that weird janitor <laughs> changing the light fixture. <laughs> Like, as an oh adult, God. that's the type of dude that I encounter, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so I would get rid of the janitor. I would have the teacher – I would have Miss Walker encourage their fear. Like, so that – like, imagine they're, they're they're working on the production set. Everybody's over here, but something falls over here. And then when they're like, what's that? Herbie like – Oh, probably just the Phantom. Like, I would have her (laughs) hype them up and F with them so that they're all paranoid and they're all questioning one another and they're all really suspecting it's her. I think that would be way more interesting to um, question your teacher, your authority figure, and and be suspicious of your teacher. I think that would make a more interesting story. I think that's what I would do, is play more with Miss Walker
0: Nice and
2: give Zeke that- I don't know more stage time and a kissing scene because I thought he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's like little me. That's not me today, obviously. Yeah. Though I do want to check out that one dude. I want to see what he looks
1: like as an adult. I feel like <laughs> the internet Zeke movie database redemption. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I would, give, I would give Zeke redemption if I were to rewrite it, and I think. I would put more focus on Brian and make him more of like a little bit of a creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause oh my God, he definitely needs to be more of a creep. He's this ghost just hanging out, pretending mm-hmm. like he doesn't know what anybody's talking about working on like the props and everything like la di da dee da. I'm just the ghost that's supposed to be in the play. <laughs> like, yeah. <come> on. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that I want to say really quick to go back to Zeke, um, something that they could have done that would have been fun with his storyline is um, if he was more of the focus of of the star, the protagonist, as opposed to Brooke and Brian and all that, um, it would have been cool if maybe when he got knocked unconscious, he saw the play through the eyes of Brian the night that that happened. Like Ooh. if he sort of relived that moment i think that would have been really cool because there were some episodes of are you afraid of the dark where they would show up like characters would kind of get possessed or they would have a dream and they would see whatever had happened to the spirit and i think that would have been really cool for brian too instead of him waking up going what happened and nobody cares he could be like whoa (laughs) let me tell you guys what i just saw
0: yeah so Oh, I love that. I'm
2: this scene triggers me. Just that kid being like, "Ow," and everybody's like, "Da da da da. We don't care."
0: <laughs> I need to I need to rewatch it again cuz that completely went over my head. But I need to yeah.
2: Yeah, oh girl. <laughs> All day just roasting the shit out of it.
0: <laughs> but I love that rewrite idea um of like more character development for the teacher, Mrs. Walker. Um and then Zeke, yeah. And making Brian appear more like ghost like Suspicious. Suspicious, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't maybe seem angry. to have a
2: purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. I'd, be, I'd be very angry if I <laughs> fell down a trap door and nobody ever found my damn body. Like, I really have a problem with this. Because, again, authorities at some point just had to be like, he's not coming back. So we're just, you guys can keep doing plays, but stay away from the crime scene. Keep the door shut forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we think for a minute about his parents and what they went through? That your right? kid disappeared in the school and his body, because like, that is scary. Yes. and that's why I'm saying I love scary stuff, but that is scary. And they like missed the mark on things that they could have really emphasized. That is
1: effing scary.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they that should have scared. found
1: his body at the very end of the episode.
0: Oh, give him his redemption. That's even more scary. <laughs> that it would
1: that, be like his bone. They find his body in like Emile's little lair. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, dark. So now oh, we got to go back and Emile.
2: <laughs> so you that, can't ask us writers stuff like that, girl. No. Baby, we got you. We've got an entire story.
0: I love that. I, I Let's feel like. Let's do
2: a follow up episode Return to the Phantom of the Opera as adults. <laughs> Yes, I'll be grown-up Brooke because I've got blonde hair, so I get to be grown-up Brooke. Who wants to be (laughs) Tina? (laughs)
1: Well, nobody
0: claims her. Oh
1: my
0: god, too funny! My cheeks hurt.
2: (laughs) My my face hurts too. So sorry. Uh, Oh no! Don't apologize. I talk a lot. That means I
0: have. I'm having a great time. Cheeks hurt is a good sign. Good.
2: I'm glad. (laughs) good hell yeah that's a very weird thing to take pride in i hurt your cheeks sounds so weird
0: (laughs) so at the end of each episode that i've been doing on the on this series i've been asking my guests to share a memory they have about halloween from their childhood so do you Mm -hmm. do you have any memories from halloween of course we do who would like to go first?
1: You go first. Do me- Okay. <laughs> um,
0: well,
2: for me, um, I I would like to tell a story, and it's not about Halloween, if that's okay. But it is. That's okay. It, it happened around October, and the reason I wanted to share this was because um, it was a very spooky, unfortunate thing that actually happened at the school that I attended. So for a brief time in high school I went to an all-girls school um, and it was built in like the 1800s and it was a Catholic school so it was a private school for Catholic girls and it was run by a convent of nuns and in like the 1960s or 70s a fire had actually taken place upstairs on the fourth floor of this building and unfortunately a nun had had died in this fire in her room and oddly enough I, I when I was when I first went to the school and I got there I thought they were just telling me this story because I was new because they were like no the, the bed frame is still up there and the walls are still charred and da 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 I didn't believe that at all because again y- you hear my attitude towards this episode of Goosebumps I'm like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> whatever Tina um, but what they did because it was an all girls school as they did dare you to go up to the fourth floor go down the hall and look through the the little window of the door cuz it was it was one of those <laughs> little doors you know that have like a little window like this and so i was like i'm not scared you <laughs> know shoot here i go and like i remember i went up there went up the stairs and i remember like the the last landing like that third landing before i would have made it to the fourth floor like, I actually just got a weird feeling in my stomach, like there was this heaviness that you suddenly felt, where, I don't know, well, Mandy knows, but I don't know if you know, like, I'm very sensitive and I'm very into spiritual stuff, but I don't know if you've ever just walked into a room and you felt like, oh, I'm not alone or I shouldn't be here. There was just this, like, heaviness. And it was strange because it, it was daytime. Um, school had just let out. So, this is like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. And, but it's fall. And it, I just remember the walls were like this very, like, canary yellow, very warm, very bright. It shouldn't have been scary at all. Um, but I was like, it felt really heavy. And I went up the stairs and I went down the hall and I looked through the window. And sure enough, there legitimately was an old, burned, <laughs> charred, bed frame with the wire mat i don't know like i got the chills telling same you guys, <laughs> so scary, the man. weirdest like it <laughs> and the, just the charring on on the wall i couldn't believe that they left it like that yeah but that was true and and i mean and i know that day uh, because my mom was into that stuff, um, I told her, and she was like, oh, "I want to see." And um, these other girls, they all helped me sneak my mom into the school, and like take her up the back <laughs> steps. And she went and peeked at that, and it's so sad wow. because they they tore the building down about ten years ago. Now at this point, but. It was massive. I will send you a picture of it so you can see. This is like it. It, it looks like a little castle. It, this looks like a, a building that you would see, a boarding school like over in Europe or something. It, it was very, oh, very wow. ominous in itself. So it was very spooky. But that was mine. I just wow. thought that was because that could have been a goosebump story in itself right there. Not yeah. burning to death in her room and the school <laughs> leaving the room alone. Like, oh, we'll get to that later
0: probably that weird
2: janitor from the episode (laughs) needed to clean it
0: goosebumps
2: what's your story mandy
0: before we get to mandy sorry trauma spencer okay when you're like um i looked through the window and i saw i'm Mm -hmm. like don't tell me she saw the nun don't tell me she saw the
2: feel no. like no, no, I just saw you, Jesus. i just saw the bread <laughs> frame oh my god okay no no, no I would have been like a trigger warning no i I would have freaked out i would not have been the chill Spencer I am today that that is so critical of things i, I would have been like oh my god like I would have yeah. but
0: why out. would they leave no, that i can't tell why you would they leave that
2: I will say really quick. Um, my mother saw a nun that was not there, and whoa, it, it was at whoa. a different school. Yeah, <laughs> but she did. Nope. Th- that was that was nope, the done, only done. time in okay. on her life. Mandy's turn. I'll tell. Ta- oh, <laughs> she. <sighs> oh, oh
1: gosh. Um, mine's not as traumatizing as yours. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm like, geez. But when I was probably like nine or ten, like during Halloween, there was this house next door to our house that was vacant for a while. So I remember being like dressed up for Halloween and then some like little neighbor kids came over and... For some reason, their outfits traumatized me. I don't know why, (laughs) but I was like a super sensitive kid to like people dressing scary back then, because I was dressed like Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) I had like a little Barbie mask on and like my cute little Barbie outfit, and these kids came over with like um, a bone through her head, and there was like blood, and her whole face was white, and I was like, "What the?" (laughs) And they were like. We dare you to go into this house that nobody's been into. And I'm like nine years old. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Oh <laughs> but then her, her brother went in there. Like there was a window that was broken in the back. And he went in there and like just started screaming bloody murder. And I was like, nope, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I literally ran home. <laughs> but you were gone. Yeah. I don't know if he was like just doing it to mess with us, or if there was like something in there, like a bug fell on him or something. I don't know, but I just remember running home and I was like legit crying. Oh, that is, so <laughs> and I don't think cute. I ever, I don't think I ever hung out with those kids again. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't
0: either. No way.
2: <laughs> that is scary. That's much yeah. too like that's really young to be like
1: daring kids to.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah like just go in this scary abandoned house at night I'm like okay mm-hmm. how about you do it <laughs> <laughs> that's what, like I'm I, I feel like
2: the way they market movies towards children they they don't always give us credit because like I know like in Beauty and the Beast this is totally off topic but when she's like trying to figure out which way to go same thing with her dad and Philippe's like, obviously, we should go this way, the, the well-lit path. And she's like, huh, bats came out of that way. And I hear a wolf howl. We should go this way. Like, as a child, I was like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would never.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that is really young. And that's scary. And that's adorable that you were Barbie.
0: Yes. And I, you cried. I think I, re- I remember those Barbie masks that you're talking about.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I remember them too. They, they did so many like the, they were like hard plastic too. You had to be careful, like because mm-hmm. they could like cut your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff we had in the '90s was very dangerous.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: What about you? Do we get to hear a story from you?
0: Um. Well, in the previous episodes, I shared like my memories. Nothing really scary though. Um, am trying to think to share something that I didn't share yet. Um, hmm.
2: Well, it's no worries. I don't mean to put you in the hot seat. Though.
0: Oh, that's okay. I, I do. It's all good. I do remember <laughs> this is not childhood, but this is high school. So like 2000s, 2000, like 2004, 2005. I think that's when I entered high school. Um. My friend made me watch, I think it's called Amityville Horror with mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, not Ryan.
2: Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> I don't know. I had, you? I had friends that made me watch horror movies and I just sat through them and was just freaked out of my mind because that's not something I'm into. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do remember, yeah that one saw the ring like i couldn't i don't know if they're not I don't scary like gory now stuff. i don't know
2: i feel like horror is is totally different from scary like i like to be scared but i don't like to see people like hacked up and murdered and tortured and gore like i don't like that stuff i like to be scared and i like to think i like to be like what the heck did i just see not like oh my god what did i just see like so
0: yeah so yeah that's a little memory I have (laughs) Um, that's a sad
2: memory girl don't
0: think on that one too much (laughs) get rid of
2: that one (laughs) replace it with Are You Afraid of the Dark we'll send you uh, two or three episodes that I think you would really like I think your listeners would enjoy that too especially if they like Goosebumps Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark is right up there with that it wasn't a book series, but it's very iconic. It's 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 a c it's got a cult like following, I feel. Are you afraid of the dark does?
0: Yeah. That one was Canadian as well. It was produced here as well. Um so yeah, yeah, maybe maybe next next um Halloween I'll do Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then we have to come back and do the Phantom. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we will share our our, our reworked vision of it we'll rewrite it in the meantime (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) but anyway thank you so much spencer and mandy for coming on the show i'll give you the spotlight to just share your podcast and your socials with my listeners take it away mandy
1: oh my gosh so we're the aim for Midnight podcast you can find us at that on all our socials um we're basically nostalgia talk, and we do a lot of writing talk, and we are hardcore NSYNC fans, so <laughs> we can't get through one episode without mentioning NSYNC. And lately, a lot of Backstreet Boys because know, Spencer Spencer got abducted, <laughs> so that's, we talk a lot of pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to add anything? Um, I did get abducted
2: and I'm gonna share my story um on our page very soon about my experience with the Baxter Boys now.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we just,
2: yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Like um thank I am an apologist, so I feel like I, I'm really chatty and I talk over top of people. I don't mean to do that. Um I'm a nervous person though. But I had really I had a lot of fun with this. So Yay. thank you for inviting us. Thank Yay. you. Bye.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to episode 53. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Mandy and Spencer. Be sure to check out their podcast, Aim for Midnight. The link is in this episode description. Next week, my friend Josh will be returning to Everything 90s. We'll be chatting about R.L. Stein's Welcome to Camp Nightmare for part four of the Goosebumps Screen and Readathon. Until then, have a great week and take care.